Welcome back to another episode of Tabletop Tastes, my favorite flavors in board games. Today we consider how balanced games are just as important as balanced diets. My name is Nick Murray and this is the Bite Wing Games Podcast. Have you ever been unreasonably proud of an accomplishment that you should instead be ashamed of? For me, these pitifully proud accomplishments would include things like breaking 150 hours of playtime on The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, greatest game of all time, or eating some form of ice cream every day for a week straight, and being only six minutes late for work. Another shameless accomplishment that I remember fondly occurred during my years in junior high school. It was seemingly a day just like any other until I found myself snacking on s'mores ice cream late in the evening and realized something truly magical had happened that day. I had consumed four different kinds of s'mores flavored products in a single day. Kellogg's s'mores cereal for breakfast, a s'mores chewy granola bar for a snack, a s'mores pop tart after school, and s'mores ice cream for dessert. Now, before you go judging 14-year-old Nick, you need to understand that s'more cereal contains 11 vitamins and minerals. I'm sure that completely changes how this all looks to you. So, while I got away with such a sweet treat feat back in my glory days, one can presume that this diet would quickly wreck an average human's health and energy, even after only a few days. I still love me a good s'more flavor treat, but I try to keep a more balanced diet from one day to the next. It's amazing how different your body can feel when eating constant junk food compared to fresh, hearty, healthy food. Balance is likewise important in board games, where an experience can quickly feel wrecked by a lack thereof. Last episode of Tabletop Tastes, we talked about how Pandemic provides filling turns while another Pandemic-like game, Flashpoint, struggles to satiate. Well, Pandemic is again a great example to explore within the context of balance, particularly when compared with its younger sibling, Forbidden Desert. Forbidden Desert has a combination of a fun theme and simple rules that plants itself firmly in the family-friendly gateway game category. It brings out the theme well as players thirstily, blindly, and desperately search the desert in a scramble to assemble a rescue machine before time runs out. With this Forbidden series, the designer, Matt Leacock, shamelessly recycles the mechanisms of his legendary classic, Pandemic, to morph the system into a different theme. Of course, many cooperative designers do, and rightly should, take inspiration from Pandemic, so you can't blame Mr. Leacock for doing this very thing. The issue with Forbidden Desert is that it copies Pandemic's recipe, but leaves out one critical ingredient, difficulty balance. In Pandemic, The game gets increasingly harder as time passes because more infection cards are drawn per turn. This is mitigated by the cycling infection cards being predictable and by players being able to get stronger and increase their turn efficiency. They place buildings, eradicate diseases, and increase the cards in their hands. Meanwhile, in Forbidden Desert, more bad cards per turn are drawn as the game progresses, but players are not able to proportionally mitigate these problems. Every experience that I've had playing Forbidden Desert follows the same course of multiplying piles of sand tokens that increasingly bog down each player's turn effectiveness until they are finally put out of their misery in crushing defeat. 
With Forbidden Desert, what you end up with is a poor pandemic copycat that much more frequently spirals out of control because of luck of the draw. In Pandemic, you can usually blame yourselves for losing the game. In Forbidden Desert, you're usually blaming the game for losing the game. And more often than not, you're losing the game. I'm perfectly fine with punishing games and challenging experiences, but Forbidden Desert just feels broken and unbalanced when compared to the superior Pandemic. Yet there is something to be said for having too much balance in a diet, devoid of indulgent entrees or divine desserts, or too much fairness in a game. Cole Worley explains this issue best in his GDC talk about king-making, also in his Ludology podcast interview about fairness, and his Dicebreaker interview about prioritizing good over fun in game design. All of those things you can check out through our links at bitewinggames.com in this blog post. But in short, games that are devoid of unfair moments are games that frequently lack memorable, dramatic, and interesting experiences. Cole explains further, quote, So a lot of event decks, the more you play, the more they are in development, they get milder and milder and milder. Because what they're doing is optimizing for fun, and they're optimizing against feel-bad moments. For my own design aesthetic, both of these things are horrible things to optimize for. Whenever I'm working at Leader, Leader Games is the publishing company that he works for, we have friends in or people are visiting or working on games. If ever people start talking about fun or feel bad, I'm like, no, you can't use these words because we're not trying to make the game fun. We're trying to make the game good. So fun to me is this word that doesn't really mean anything. Games have this massive emotional range. Why would you want to make the game just about giggles? You could do that too, but when you're optimizing for it, you're going to remove a lot of the character of the project. End quote. This was from a Dicebreaker interview, which you can also find the link to at our blog. So how do games keep a healthy balance and harmony with dynamic character? Cole's most famous design, Root, is a great place to look. This woodland war between deeply asymmetric creatures is an emotional roller coaster, packed to the brim with overpowered maneuvers and unfair situations. Despite this frequently unstable game state, the design allows for players to keep runaway leaders in check or boost lagging losers upward by forming enemies and forging alliances. Root puts its own balance into the hands of the players and allows them to dictate the scales of favor. The beauty of a highly interactive game is that internal balance, or balance within the design and rules, can move to the backseat and let external balance, or player influence and interaction, do the driving. One game that I've found to severely lack and desperately need external balance is Tapestry. During our first few plays with it, we had a blast igniting its many combotastic chain reactions that result from the endless combinations of asymmetric civilizations, unique tapestry cards, diverse technology cards, and varied advancement tracks. Yet the cracks began to show as these combos proved to be highly variable in their effectiveness and all too dependent upon luck of the draw. Furthermore, the design teases players with the idea of interaction on a large central map of the board, yet sucks the bones of the area control mechanism dry until it feels like a crumbling afterthought. Imagine what a truly dynamic map could do to mend the seemingly broken design. A map where wars and alliances matter, and lucky runaway combos can be kept in check by crafty adversaries. The thought of what might have been saddens me for a game that has so much going for it. 
I ultimately found that the more I consumed tapestry, the more it made me feel sick to my stomach and long for more substantial games. Much like an all-s'mores diet, it fails to provide the proper balance of nutrients that my hobbyist cravings demand. Of course, something as potent as a sugar-infused s'mores feast can hit the spot when properly timed and expected. So tune in next time for another episode of Tabletop Tastes, Purposely Potent Meanness. This concludes another episode of Tabletop Tastes, my favorite flavors in board games. But if you're looking for more games that contain and provide balanced diets, let me offer you just a few suggestions. For a balanced strategy game, I highly recommend the new 2020 release, Beyond the Sun. It is incredible, and it provides many different paths you can travel down that all feel powerful, but within the context of what your opponents are doing. For a balanced cooperative game, I highly recommend Sprawlopolis. This is a tiny little wallet game that you can play by yourself or with others in an effort to build out a city in the most efficient way possible. We constantly feel like we barely lose this game or just barely scrape by a win, and that balance is just perfect. For games with a heavy external balance like Roots, I also recommend the game Cosmic Encounter. This is a classic from the 70s, and it's still getting reprinted today. That's because players come in as different, unique aliens. There's like a million in the box with these crazy asymmetric abilities and sometimes it feels like somebody has a crazy unfair ability but through the interactions of the players and forming alliances and betrayals players can keep those powerful aliens in check for even more suggestions like this i recommend you check out our blog at bitewinggames.com and if you want to follow all of the juicy content that we're spewing out from week to week then sign up for our newsletter there as well until next time my name is nick murray and this is the bitewing games podcast (laughs) 